Today's topics, we have who deserves it. We are going to discuss which sports franchises we believe deserve a championship in their respective field of play. And we're going to talk a little bit about college athletes. The uh, recent <laughs> ruling by the NCAA has allowed the players to be eligible to monetize their images and make some money. And we're going to talk about some of the athletes past who could have largely benefited from this for today. As always, yeah, I got a whole fucking list. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I have a couple key points I, got I like, want to talk about, my friend. I got like 16 people I can talk about. <laughs> who we have on today's panel, as always, is the ever zealous man of the list, Abner Krill's burner account, Tony Nelson, up on top. And I will be hosting as per usual for another exciting episode of Girl All These Balls. Which is we've hit halfway to a century. This is episode number fifty. Oh, you put up with me for fifty episodes and you haven't hung up on a call. Yet. So we've hit my age. What you know about that? Mm, I feel like you're counting down. Hey, whatever keeps saying, my friend. Counting down from what? <laughs> I'm not what? What the fuck am I counting down from? There you go again. I told you. <laughs> All right. Where do we want to start today? We want to start with our teams that believe deserve a title, or do you want to talk about our college athletes? Let's do the teams. Because I think we get to I think we're gonna get real in depth <laughs> with those athletes. We I have think a lot of things to say about the NCAA. <laughs> cool. That's gonna be a conversation. So I'm only gonna cover college football, the NFL, and the NBA. Okay. I don't it's it the major league baseball is it's too many teams for me to go through all that history on who i think deserves the title because most of them i think deserve it got it yeah because the one that deserve it the most the 27 time champion yankees deserve number 28 but that's not an actually right. fair that's... sports assessment that's bias so. fuck you houston hey i didn't hear anyone argue so to me all right, so what do you want to start with? NBA, NFL, college. How do you want to start? Well, since we have the NBA Finals currently going on series tied 2-2, let's talk about the NBA. Which, Give them their just due. Which I predicted. I said it wasn't going to be no sweep. Everybody was telling me. Middleton is sweet. emerging as a huge He got to be consistent. He got to be. He's the reason we lost to him. Because he's one night he plays like Kyle Kuzma, one night he plays like Michael Jordan in his prime. There is no in yeah. between with this man. You're just like, it's like oh, one night he, he just you get to, 25. Just do that. You get 42. And then you get a nine and an eight. So it's like, come on, dude. But, hey, I'm glad you're there. I want Giannis to get his title, fuck CP3 and his flopping ass. I just, I just want him to be salty and be like barking for the rest of his career. I do. But I'm petty like that. Yeah, I know. We know. The fans, though, they appreciate that. So, so I'm petty. Hit me with your NBA team. Uh, do you want me to do my top to bottom or bottom to top? Oh, you have a list. I only had like a couple of key teams, but... As always, 
I give you a topic. It's gonna be a list. What did I expect? Hit me with them. Go bomb the team. All right. All right. So my fifth most deserving NBA team. What are you giving, child? Is your child up to mischief again? Send her yeah. out of way. It's my child. How I'm not sending her nowhere. She got a blade right there. Nah. <laughs> she's, she's like, act up. She wait. Hmm. He's talking about you. I'm saying what? great things. <laughs> Ignore me. All right. Focus. All right. My in my these now, these are all my opinions. And this is who I think are some deserving squads that either have had great teams that got denied, or they need to figure out how to build one so they can sedate fans in. Give them titles. My number five squad, Sacramento Kings. Been a mediocrity ever since the Stoyashevich Bibby days. It's been abysmal since. Think about what they had Weber and they, they had a squad with Weber and they just could not get over the home. They haven't made the playoffs since the 06 07. I want you to listen to these numbers. They came into the league in 1923, but they were like Rochester and, you know. They were an expansion. 27 play 27 playoff appearances since 1923. Ooh, they only bad. they only got out the first round. They only got out the first round 11 times. They only got out of the se- second round seven times. Never made a final. Because they ran in the Lakers at the wrong time. <laughs> there was just I mean, no getting around that. It was the it was and, young Kobe, young you, Shaq. Like it was gonna happen. And, and if you ever just meet somebody that say they're a Sacramento, they're a Sacramento um, fan, just give them a hug. You know they, they are. They are long. They are long suffering because a lot of them won't even admit it anymore. But the ones that do, you just have to. You know, hey, I'm proud that you stayed with your squad. It's the so, closest NBA franchise to where I'm currently located. I still have yet to see a game though, because I've yet to be like, oh my gosh, this team's in town. Got to see them. Yeah, they haven't been good for a while. So it's been a minute. Now, they do have one NBA title, but that was way back in 1951, and nobody knows about it. No, 70 years ago, so it's been a minute. So it's, it's been a minute. Now, my number four, they're currently playing in the finals right now. And that's the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Phoenix Suns. Yeah. It's been a minute. It, they don't have any NBA titles. <laughs> they have not not. One, they've been in the league since 1968, and if you think about it, they had, they had like Dan Marley, and they they had some. They squads, had Nash, you know? they had Sotomayor, they Barkley. had Marion, like they had a lot of good people. They they through. had talent. It was just when they had talent, the rest of the league had talent. It wasn't like now when you have super teams. No, when you had the Suns, you had to go against the Trailblazers, you had to go against the Lakers, you had to go against the Mavericks. <laughs> it was you had to seat the Supersonics. Remember, remember them? Oh yeah, I love the remember Sonics, them? but they were, everyone was catching hands on each side. You're just like, can I just it, make it, it was to the like, finals one time? And then you, if you ever got to the finals, guess who you had to face? Michael Jordan. <laughs> so, so they, I want them to get their title. Not this year, because I'm a hater on CP3. Just because everybody's on his jock right now. So I'm not going to be on the bandwagon. I'm going to be a hater. You do just you? because, just because I have nothing against him except he flops a lot. Tony hates flopping. I hate flopping. All right. My number three squad is a team that's near and dear to my heart. Oh, still Atlanta Hawks. Still Atlanta Hawks. They had a good run this year. 
They did. So only the second time in their history they've ever been to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they've been in the league since 1946. The last time they now were they in the finals have, was when they ran into the uh, Heat squad a couple of years back, right? And they were loaded one through five. Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland. Ooh. It was LeBron's Cleveland when he was young. They got swept. And that was the time he got smashed by the Spurs he got in the swept. finals. Because yeah. like, it was him as yeah. the only squad. They, yeah, they got, we got swept by them and he got swept. So I was like, okay, whatever. Now, we do have a title, but that was, we left that title in St. Louis. Atlanta don't have nothing. So, it's my Hawks. that I have hope right now, but that's all I can have because, again, I know how my squads are. They'll look like world beaters one year, and the next year the wheels fall off. And we've had solid squads. The one that went to the East Conference Final last, last time against uh, LeBron, our best, we had Al Horford. And, I mean, we had a squad. 70 win squad because it was Teague, Horford, play. Corver, and then you had like two other key pieces that were nice. Millsap, they had Millsap, young Millsap, yeah, back when he was balling. Then it was just like, whatever, they stopped playing. So I was like, all right, so I brought back to back down to earth. Yeah. All right, my number two squad, and I really only put them on here to piss off the Lakers. And that's the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers deserve something at this point, they've suffered for so long. I don't. So I don't really right like. Now. Let me tell you something. I don't like the Clippers. I've never liked the Clippers. I like the Lakers more than I do the Clippers. But I'm putting the Clippers on here just to piss off any Lakers fans, just because. That is one of your. Key I will say you piss one fan off during each and every show. That's all I ask. You've done your job. And just know this is the first time they've ever made the Western Conference Finals this year since 1970 when they came into the league without Kawhi. See. I'm learning. Gotcha. First time. Number one. No conference titles, two division titles since 1970. I mean, what can you say? Now, my number one is a squad that during the 90s, I feel they should have had a title. But they had to run against Houston and New York and Chicago and Indiana and the Spurs and the Mavericks. And I'm talking about the Portland Trailblazers. We agreed at number one. Since, since 1970, the 90s, the enti- not just a specific year of the 90s, the entire 90s squad with Clyde and his crew, you put them, they could win a title in pretty much any year. But the league had so many good teams. They didn't have just superstars. Each team was three players deep that you had to match up. They weren't so super they, teams because they were drafted. They weren't super in-house. teams. I will say, for me, the reason I, I really went with Portland is because they ranked third in playoff appearances behind said Lakers and said Spurs. So they've been in the playoffs a lot of times. But they've only made it out the first round 11 times. Only made it out the second round six times. Most of them on Dame Lillard's watch. They do have an NBA title back in 77, but, of course, the league was smaller back then. They do have three conference titles. But, you know, of course, they ran into Jordan all the time. So, yeah, Trailblazers, and it's really nothing else to do in Portland except watch basketball. They don't have any other prominent franchises. They just got a soccer they got franchise college. like a couple years ago. They got college football they can watch, but they weren't good. The Ducks the are in Eugene. They're not even in Portland. 
that's what I'm saying. There's nothing really there but the Trailblazers. So for those long-suffering fans, I'll say you are my number one who most deserve an NBA title. And we absolutely agreed on one for the exact same reason. I want a chip for Dame Lillard. He's been such a clutch player. He's been a class right. player, and he's gone about the game the right way. He's been loyal to his fan base all the way through. He never tried pretending to be somebody he wasn't, and he's just been one of the most and he clutch don't get shooters in, we've seen of my You don't hear him get in trouble. He's quiet. He mind his business. He get out on the floor and do what he's supposed to do. And he, he, I mean, he should probably maybe give up that rap career, but, like, that's it, and that's nitpicking at, like, the absolute I mean, most. Like, if he wants he, that, do that, go do that. He's something. got the money to go do something. Let me tell have you fun. something. He, he's better than half the rappers out right now. So He's way better than Nick I mean, Cannon ever was. Yeah, it's a, it's a handful of rappers right, right now that I think have staying power. Most of these rappers out should just, hey, if you got little in your name, stop. <laughs> go, go do something else. Just wait just for stop. one of these rappers to come out with big something. Just says the name. Be like, all right, you can say it. You're fine. Yeah, so, all right, so did oh. you have any that you wanted to add, sir? Uh, I had the Trailblazers at one. I do like the Suns pick because I remember how dominant that squad was in the early 2000s with Nash, Stoudemire, hey, Marion. Like, they had, and they one had of the, Barbosa. You know, one of the greatest nicknames ever, Dan Thunder Marley. <laughs> thunder. <laughs> that nickname was Thunder. Right. Dude, what are, you, what are Thunder doing saying, on the basketball court? The greatest court? nickname that there was was White Chocolate. I'm absolutely in love with that nickname for Jason. First of all, Boomer is the greatest nickname of all Boomer. Assassin. Boomer. But uh, that's a whole different sport. As far as the NDA goes, I feel like, and I absolutely hate this franchise, but I feel like let the Knicks win one in the next couple of years. Oh, so their no. fans shut up. No. Maybe fuck have no. the Nets win one just to spite them. No to them, too. No, nobody in New York. Fuck all of them. Yeah. <sighs> East Coast rivalries nope. will never die, and I can't. It won't you. ever die, ever. Loyal Uh-oh. to zero faults, totally okay with that. That that is what it is. Um, from here, I feel like we should move to our favorite sport, the NFL. Woohoo! Talk about a franchise since you lit up last time. I'm going to talk about first, and I just want to say that my list is very, very short. It's very, very compact. Only- I only have five. I just figured it. Um, I only went with uh, three teams off the rip. I want to see the Bengals at three. They haven't won. I, I had them at five. Yes. I had them at five. So. Ever. And they've had some solid squads. They just always suffer from being in one of the tougher divisions in football year in, year out. AFC they, North is no joke. They could have had one Super Bowl title. With Icky Woods, but they ran into Joe Montana's your rice in the Super Bowl. Um, my they've been to, they've been to two Super Bowl appearances, so yeah, they just always lost to the forty. They lost to the Forty Nineers both times. <laughs> my second squad is an NFC West team that is always forgotten about, and I kind of this year won't be their year, but I think hopefully in the next few years they win one for one of the classiest players the NFL has ever seen, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. I'm, I want them to win one for Larry Fitz. I want the, He's a free agent. Yeah, for now. He's going to come back. There's no way no, he's, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. He's the most he's decorated done. man in franchise history. You can't That's tell fine. Me you can't get a roster spot. He, he might, but right now, it's so close to training camp. They got A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins. Mentor if he somebody? shows up, he shows up. 
If he shows up, he shows up. I'm pretty sure they'll hold a spot for him if he said he wanted to come back. But as of right now, he's sitting at home chilling. So and I'm not mad at him. So heartbreaking. Like well, it is. Have him go to they Atlanta had... and go mentor Ridley too. Just go hang out. Why? Why? You can't have enough good mentors in the league. Fuck that. Mm. Look, they had their squad when they blew their lead against Pittsburgh. They had their shot. Only because Larry Bolton. Fitzgerald carried that team on his back. He did. If fucking was Could it you James name Ferry? the running back on that team? Nope. I can't name half the running backs now in the league. What you talking about? Yeah, it's like the running. <laughs> you asking me something back in the early 2000s what the hell it's like you the quarterback and the receiver i'm like yeah i know who they are but then you're like trying to name the running back or tight end on that squad i'd be like but my number one and i think these are the most loyal fans i think we got the same sports i think we got the same number one cleveland number one that franchise has suffered through so much you sugar honey it is absolutely ridiculous hey don't steal my daughter's name They've suffered through so much shit throughout their entire time of this franchise. Mm. The fans never left, though. They only left. They've always been there. The fans only left when Cleveland left and became Baltimore because then they didn't have a team anymore. Yeah, and then as soon as they got a franchise, everybody migrated right on back. And I thought this year (laughs) was their chance. They were so close to dethroning the Chiefs. I feel like they would play. I played the uh, Buccaneers squad much, much better than the Chiefs did because their line play is significantly better than they mm-hmm. got a good run game. But that's not the way the cookie crumbles. We can talk about what ifs all the live long day. I just want Cleveland to win a shot and win a championship within my lifetime. It'd be good so to see those fans validated. So we we had the same one. So I'm gonna I'm give my notes that I had because a lot of people don't know Cleveland's had two expansion teams you had the original cleveland browns and then art stole them in the middle of the night and moved them to baltimore to turn them into the ravens he left the name he took the team he left in 1995 with the original browns then he ended up winning the super bowl 2001 2003 can you imagine if he had stayed in cleveland with this squad he would have had the same shit well, it's the, I feel the exact same way about that franchise that I do about the Seattle Supersonics when they were stolen to yes. buy, you know, Clay, Clay Bennett go play in Oklahoma City. We had a young Westbrook, young Harden, young KD. And Ibaka. No, Ibaka was, no, Ibaka was there. Ibaka was added when they got to Oklahoma City, but they, we had a, a young prime trio. And then two years later, they were in the finals against LeBron's Heat and lost i was actually rooting for them just because it was like hey that was us that could have been us but it wasn't us and seattle deserves a nba franchise i will continue to say that until they get one just so y'all know brent is triggered about his squad it's the only basketball franchise i ever actually (laughs) liked and then just woke up one day oh it's gone great great and that's how the brown people don't don't realize cleveland has an in it well an a professional football title. It's just the AFL version, not the NFL. Cause they won one back in fifty one or fifty seven. It was back in the day. It was way sixty four. It was sixty four, way before I was born. But I think the saddest stat about the Cleveland Browns is they've had fifty seven starting quarterbacks in the history of the program. 
and they went through what 20 in like 24 years night from 1999 to now they've had 28 out of 57 in their career in the entire history they've had 28 since 99 in that same time span the patriots have only had three quarterbacks so just for reference there's about a good 25 gap there yeah so i i agree with cleveland's being number one so that's that's a so you got two of my five we, we think alike in that regard. Is there anybody else from that list you wanted to talk about or you feel like uh, substantiated? I, I think the, a solid number two that could even push Cleveland for the number one spot, the only NFL team I think could push them is Buffalo. Because they went to four straight Super Bowls, lost four and lost. straight Super Bowls. And they should have won one, but, you know, the kicker just shanked yeah. Dang it. So, and they they lost. Look, they lost the Giants. They lost to Washington. Division team. I wanting them to win. I do feel for the fans though, because I do like their fans. Your fans are great, but you talk. If you're talking about a dynasty, the Bills of the '90s were a dynasty. The dynasty that didn't have the hard work. They didn't have. They didn't have any wins less than I think ten. For the entire decade, they averaged like eleven wins a season. They all were they was in the playoffs every year, and everybody knew if you wanted to go to the Super Bowl, you went through Buffalo, Kelly, Thomas, Reed, and that was just the offense. You had to go through them. So, I kind of want them to get one, not anytime soon, because I want another team to get it, but. Yeah, they, I think they could push Cleveland for number one. It's a good challenger. Make, I don't root for you. Make argument for but I like where, exactly where your mind's at for it. Yeah. So, and my next team would be Detroit. Just, just they'll never wins. win one. They've had in a, my lifetime. They've had. That's why they didn't they've had what two? They got like two winless seasons. I mean, I kind of feel sorry. I mean, like if Lions you waste fans. Barry Sanders and Megatron, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, we don't know what kind of miracle Funny, you need. Funny story. I met one of my friends who I still talk to this day at a Falcons and Lions game here. It was back when I think we had just got Vic. We had Crumpler. And of course, he came down. And you know me, I talk shit. Always and, and I never forever. For, You'll be talking shit in the group. I never I never forget his name. It's Chris Scaglione. He was Italian. Yeah. So of course I'm I'm like we're like five rows between each other, and we're just talking shit to each other. And of course, everybody in this section is laughing because I'm wearing an Alex Crumpler jersey because that was my favorite Falcon player at the time. Crumpler was a good player, but but he was hurt, so he wasn't playing. He's like, dude, why you got a Crumpler jersey on? He not even playing. I'm like, why the fuck you got a Barry Sanders jersey on? He ain't even in the league. <laughs> leave me the fuck, leave me alone. <laughs> and we started just going back and forth. It was like the entire game, and after the game, we was like, yeah, I live in Detroit. I'm like, oh shit, okay. And to this day, we still talk. It's been like what twenty years, and it's like, yeah, we still talk. So for him, and I got a couple of ragged ass family members up there that I might want to get a title, but not before mine. Which leads into my next team, the Atlanta Falcons. You, you tease me twice, you fuckers. Can I get one? One of Kiss those my ass. yours. One of those was I, yours. That's it. <laughs> this is we're we're done. Let me leave this conversation. <laughs> 
motherfucker. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. Yeah. <sighs> I had to get you once within 50 episodes, man. Just one in 50. That that's, is that's all I, I got to say. That's all I got to say. I don't care no more. Whole show out the bag. He's giving Fuck up it. on it. Just give him a minute to compose himself, folks. He'll be right back with us temporarily. But, man, your franchise has suffered. And Shanahan uh, extended it by at least a decade. Look, we better than we've been ever. 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 Understand, we, we didn't have back-to-back winning seasons until Mike Smith got here. Ever. 40 years without back-to-back season we have winning season four straight losing seasons so basically you had more four straight back losing seasons back like 20 point blown leads than you had winning seasons at one point if you want to compare this this last year yes. to like yikes. yes yes they were at least at number three right they were at number four cleveland buffalo detroit and the falcons you had detroit above them wow okay they were, well the only reason is detroit it's the fifth oldest fucking team in the league. So with they've nothing been around, to show for it, you're just like they've been around longer. They've been around since fucking 1934. We came in '66. 35 <laughs> more struggling. years. So it's just like mm. look, our first back-to-back winning season was 2008 and 2009. That was our first back-to-back winning season. Hmm. Hmm. We also have 798 blown leads, <laughs> and that might be just that's just a one game. <laughs> so. Fuck them. Maybe. God damn it. Uh, if you feel, if you can just hear the pain in Tony's voice, folks, just know that it's come from the bottom of his heart. There's just so much suffering. Just Look, man, I've right been there. a fan since the mid-70s at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium with them hard-ass concrete stadium seats outside in the elements watching Barkowski play. And wondering why the fuck can't they win no games? <laughs> that, was, that was my life growing up. That was my entire childhood. Did the Falcons win? Did you? Did they play? Yes. Then they didn't win. That that was the entire conversation. And when you had a winning season, we felt like we won a Super Bowl. That's just how it's been. Yeah, it's been a long-standing suffering. For those of you who had the audio-only version, because they went to Grunegeeks slash you know Anchor FM slash Grunegeeks. I was pointing at the replica pa- hey, Super Bowl hey. rings for the Patriots. That's why Tony you was suffering. I'm blocking out now. That. I'm carrying on. Just pointing out so they're just like, what the hell just happened? I missed all this. Anyway, moving along, we'll talk about Major League Baseball. I don't even fucking care. You don't care because the Yankees are irrelevant this year. Fourth place, fuck them. I don't know what's going on with that. Braves if- are too, though, goddammit. Well, that's because Ozuna got in trouble with the law and Acuna just broke his whole damn leg. I don't there, care. There ain't nothing left of that franchise now. I don't care. I'm still sad about Acuna. But anyway, moving on. Topic at hand. For those of you who are listening to the audio-only version, I'm wearing a jersey of one of my favorite, well, my favorite player all time, period. Let me guess. Ichiro. No. I do fuck with Ichiro, though, because... He was one of the first times that we'd seen a Japanese-supported player succeed at the level that he did, and now Otani's just raising the bar with his level of excellence. Uh, fuck Stephen A. Smith for his ignorant-ass comments regarding Japanese players that he needs to learn to speak better English to be a face of the league. Ignorant. Stupid. Adelaide. It, it, his, his statement was ignorant. I, I get what he was saying. Again, this is where 
his PR department didn't read what he had to say before he said it. Rachel Nichols. I understand what he was saying. I don't really agree with his thought process, but he said it wrong. If he just said it differently, it it wouldn't have been that that much worse. Because every time he when he he said this about you know, he said it about Ortiz before. Learn to speak better English if you're gonna do an American. You're game. talking about uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Yes. His English yes. is so, fine. There's, there's yes, like but nothing he, wrong with every him. every every now and then when like especially when he gets around other Dominicans. Oh, he forget all. Of, he forget everything. I would too. It's, it's straight. English is a second language. Exactly, so but uh, his. I like I said. I don't. I get what he's saying. He should have said it another way. To all he not needed offend. to say was, "If Otani spoke better English, it'd be easier to monetize his status." That's it. You and, don't. You don't see, need to bring race into this. That's the way. That's the only way he had to say it. But of course, sassy being sassy, because that's his name, Stephen A. Smith. Sassy, foot and mouth disease. And I, I was, and I, you know, talking to the guys at my job. They were like, "Well, why are they pushing this guy to be the face of the headlines and buzz, and everyone will look at their brand regardless and, of what he says?" And I was like, "Don't look at him. Don't look at his nationality. Look at what he's doing." Now, his nationality is a part of it, mainly because the the the, the representation of Major League Baseball of my, of Asian. We're going to include all of them. And the one you know, yeah, of Asians is two point nine percent. That's all the representation they have in Major League Baseball. Two point nine percent is not a lot. No, it that's is not even one. Extremely small. That's not even one per team. No, because I think so they, when you I think get angels have like three of like twelve or twenty-ish players, not counting right. minor. So you got to think if you got a guy. Let, let's not even talk about his nationality right now. Let's just talk about what he's doing. He's lead, leading the league in homers still, I think. Yeah, he's at thirty-two, which is absurd before all. So break. he's leading the league in homers. So he that means he's hitting. His batting average and he's is over a starting pitcher. On top of that. And he's a starting pitcher, With a, a good starting ERA. pitcher. So that's that hasn't been done since Babe Ruth. It hasn't been done ever. Babe never even did this. Well, Babe was considered a starting pitcher too. He was considered and a starting did, pitcher, but his ERA was significantly higher. His batting average was lower. Right. His home runs were about par. But I'm I'm not I'm not saying the comment. I'm saying what he's doing right now is in starting pitching in the league hasn't been done by a guy since Babe Ruth. Yeah, he's the only one you can even compare, and even still, Babe Ruth. This is the one time where you compare someone to Babe, and Babe is short and he's better. of that. So you're just like, right. Wow. So, so now you see, just by if we put his stats on paper, he stands out. Hey, let's give him a push. Now you add in the Asian factor. So now you bring it in the entire demographic. Remember when each row. Was big. Yeah, I remember each was big. I lived in Washington at the same time. And I've how, never seen so and, many Japanese and, fans at baseball games until I saw Ichiro. And, and you know what that did? Big money for Seattle. That that right there because now they have someone to look up to. Although technically they, they have, have someone for Ichiro. Kazuhiro Sasaki was a closer for right, Mariners but, beforehand, and he was pretty dang dumb. It just happened to be in the American but, League around the same time as Rivera. 
Ichiro's Ichiro, yeah, a little bit higher. Yeah, he yeah. literally came in the league, won MVP and Rookie of the Year the same year. Judge was the only and this one was after playing that remotely close to doing that. This was after him dominating the Japan League. Because he after all that, that people forget he played over there. He, he played over there so, almost a decade. He dominated. Right. So you got to think now. You have this guy say, "Oh, you know what? Let's push him to the front because of what he's doing. His nationality is just an added bonus." Yeah, we don't now need we're to treat monopolize. it as like a negative for him. And Stephen A. just yeah. threw it out as a negative. I'm like, no, that's arrogant. That's foolish. I mean, what? Done. There's So why can't we? I mean, I bet he won't say that to Vlad Guerrero Jr. No. He won't say shit about that. Because Vlad's Dominican. Vlad does not speak English that predominantly. 90% let me, let me, of his me, social media posts are within Spanish-speaking confines. They're still amazing posts. And you can understand that. It's fine, though. But see, it's also, it's also sassy knows who to talk about he can talk about kwame brown because even though kwame brown will come back at him on social media he don't kwame not gonna roll up on you but that's exactly if but if kwame see you in the street you better be ready but he's not gonna come looking for you vlad vlad's daddy will come looking for you because the you want nothing to do with that them, them Guerreros is crazy. So if you talk about his son, you go here knock on your door, and it's gonna be daddy. Because daddy works over at talking. the Major League Baseball Network, and daddy can just literally just. He like, got hey, the number coming on the come. We good. So. So he knows who he can talk about. Anyway. And that's what he does. That's that's what he get paid to do. So. Fuck ass, all that. Bringing it back to what we were talking about. Because you made about us again. talk about a whole bunch of shit. Not necessarily. I just said he was. A, you know, Stephen A. Smith is an idiot. Continuing on, this is favorite baseball player of all time, Ken Griffey Jr. Played the game with class, I just, substance, character, yeah. elite athleticism, and he really showed what an African-American player could do at a dominant level when the media decided to back him properly, not just because it was like a feel-good story. They finally got behind somebody they should have. And Griffey and his dad were both class players, good people. They played the game the yep. right way. And during a steroid era, not one rumor floated out about them. Not one. And he still had power, home run levels that kept up with everybody. The Seattle Mariners need a championship. Because they have never so made know. it to a World Series. The last time they were even close was 1995 when they knocked out the Yankees and the ALDS because Edgar Martinez hit a nice double that knocked in Ken Griffey Jr., knocked them out. They had a 116-win season in and that's, 2001. That's, that's when the Twins beat them, right? Yep, Twins knocked them out right afterwards. And it, Yeah, because the Twins beat the Braves in yeah. the World Series by cheating. But I digress. They won 116 games in 2001. Hadn't been done since the Cubs, I believe, since back in 66. Yeah, I probably got that year wrong. I'll probably have to fact check myself on that. One. I doubt it. But at the same time, the Mariners also have not had a playoff win, or even been in the playoffs in well over 97. a decade. It's been okay. I... No, they had to get it in two thousand one. They had one hundred sixteen wins. I don't think they've been. I was just guessing. I don't think they've actually been to the playoffs since two thousand five. So it's been like sixteen years. They've never even made it to the World Series. So. Seattle is easily at number one. I don't really have much of a list after that. It's just they've long suffered. They're good fans. They've always been loyal. They ain't the loudest and the proudest, but 
the franchise itself hasn't really given them much to uh, get behind. You got one. Well, for I don't like nobody, so I don't like none of them. Then we'll go to the NCAA in football. Let's just hit this with one because we're already at 35 minute mark. We still haven't even talked about the NCAA athletes themselves, and that can All be right. special uh, itself. Okay, you give me your one because I have like seven, so I'll just pick the one that you don't pick because <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got all the same ones. Um, we're probably gonna agree at one is the shitty thing. I believe that okay. the University well, just, of how about Georgia this? One, two, three, Bulldogs four, deserve to win a national title. There is no fan base in football that's had more consecutive good but not great teams. They've always been teams that could have won the title, but because of where they played, or they've had poor time management, or they blew always it in the fourth quarter, lost. they we always lost to Alabama. It's Alabama, or we the next year Alabama. when Alabama's off, you'll lose to like LSU for no freaking reason. And we beat Auburn though. We don't have a problem with Auburn. No, except for the year they had Cam Newton. So that 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 was a long, long time ago though. So. I mean, Cam ran over everybody that year. But I believe Georgia I, has ah. had the most great teams that have never done anything. Like, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was an amazing squad stacked with NFL talent. Why didn't they win a ring? Well, Georgia doing Georgia things. You got to think we had shit. Aaron you know, Murray. three Georgia franchises have made this list, right? You That's because we got out there. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> it's, it's just Georgia. What the fuck? You talking? About we had Matthew Stafford, No. Sean Marino, AJ Green. Oh. You had talent on an elite level, but uh, not of the hardware. <sighs> yeah, Georgia was easily my number one. Like Notre Dame would have been a sub two, but I hate that school with a passion. So. I would never put Notre Dame for shit. Join a conference for good, Busters. Their TV deals too good. Uh, carry on. You're really going through a lot on this one, and you really wanted this topic to be discussed. I don't fucking care no more. You're, you're just, you're just like I agree with you on Georgia, and you just want to move on to college athletes who deserve to get their bag. Well, I'll just, I'll just throw one out. I'll say, uh, the I'll say Michigan State, just because they get bullied by everybody. Even when they've had good teams, shit just don't ever go their way. Because they have Ohio be State one year, they get Michigan one year, they get Penn State the other year. It's literally, they just get smacked around. Then next year, Wisconsin's good. You're just like, what the hell? It's like, what the hell? Then was, they'll, they'll lose to Wisconsin, and then Wisconsin won't, won't win another game. And it's like, what the fuck? So, it's like when they beat Michigan on that last luck of a throw play, I was so happy for them just because. So, if I had to pick a team, I would say Michigan State. Go Sparty. Oh, Sparty. All right. College athletes finally, fucking finally, can get Man. paid for what they deserve to have been paid for a long time. And the reason I've been so on one about this. <laughs> Go for it. Is there's a thing that people need to understand, and I, I'm going to try and educate our listeners just a little bit. You already understand this because you are a fucking smart man. I have zero doubts about that. Oh, well, thank you. But for to even make it into becoming a college athlete, 
you are already among the elite minority of people who've made it to that upper echelon of athleticism. There is a very, very select few that get there, and an even select fewer that get higher than that. That's correct. But by becoming these elite level athletes and for whatever reason falling off, because there's a lot of great college football players who don't transition to great NFL players or major league baseball players, say Tebow, I know you're going to say it. <laughs> I was going to say Tebow. <laughs> I was already in your mind. I was on the same wavelength. But the thing that you watch more college football than ever anybody and the you always watch every every single year since at least my lifetime i can guarantee there's always yeah, this one much. feel-good story about this one kid grew up in a shit community dad's missing or mom's dead or this that and the other bad community had no reason getting out of whatever life situation he had but by becoming a college athlete it was like his one one in a billion chance of becoming something of himself and making a life for himself. Michael Orr. Yeah. There are so many people that deserved and fought hard just to make it to this elite level. For the NCAA to put a financial cap on them is cruel and unusual. And for players today to finally be able to monetize what they have and that level that they have earned will create generational wealth. And generational wealth will change themselves, it'll change the communities that they're in, and it'll impact the people around them for the better. Some people will do mm -hmm. stupid-ass foolish things with the money. There's always going to be a couple nuts nuts out there. But that's for the people that can impact their community, make their community a better place, and just help out those around them, this is life-changing. They don't even have to go pro. They can spend four years in college, be the face of college, and still get paid enough money to where they don't need to go pro unless they decide or are really, really inclined and know that they can make even more money or attract more attention. You're going to see more players not doing the one-and-done rule because they know they can make a lot of money doing this. I mean, we saw Derek King from Miami, who's not even all that great Wait, of a 20, quarterback. Yeah, he, he's not a good quarterback at all. And he has like eight different business deals already inked. Like, the day after signing, like, you know something was in the works, but to have that many things going on, I am i don't even like the guy. I'm rooting for him because that's generational wealth yeah. for himself, his family, and everyone around him. I would never root against And his whole squad. His whole like – all the Hurricanes percent. getting paid, too. That whole The whole Hurricanes uh, team is getting paid. Because, like, everyone's going to be like, oh, college athletes have been paid for forever. We know that. But they're not paid okay. what they're worth. And now they can finally – monetize their name, their brand, their image, and they can help out people around them. That's why I was so passionate the NCAA is screwing over so many young people and not letting them shine the way that they deserve to shine. This is life-changing for so many people, and I'm happy that athletes, and I know there's a fellow YouTuber, uh, Destroying, he's got a huge following out there. He was a kicker, was kicked off UCF because he did YouTube and he made enough success to where he was making money from there, so they had to kick him out. His, his whole situation helped build what these kids are getting, and I can't say enough good things about that. These kids deserve to get paid. So let me let me swing back around to the comment you made that somebody said that they've been getting paid forever. Forever, ever. Okay, let's put you in their situation, your job. You've been getting paid? Do you not want a raise? Do you not think you deserve more? Everyone believes they so, deserve more. 
So just because you've been getting paid, you don't want to get paid what you are deserving to get paid. It's like, do you want to make enough money to retire your mama, retire your daddy, help out your brother and sister through college, help I mean, cause build let's, a better let's, school and a better environment? Like, let's just so look at impact this. just some of these athletes. A lot of them, they, they backgrounds is kind of like, damn, how'd you survive that? And sports is their only way out. So why not let them use that to get out of their situation? You're already making money off of them. You're bringing notoriety to the school. Shit, look at Alabama alone. All of the athletes want to go to Alabama. And none and of this Clemson. money is coming out of NCAA's pocket. None of it. Right. There's none a of whole it. bunch of people are like, I can make money with these guys. We can help them out by helping us out. Why? You still getting your money. NCAA, you still getting your money. You know why? Because the teams are still going to be productive. They're still going to produce like always. And in fact, now some of these student athletes are going to see, you know, student B is going to see what student A is making. They're like, shit, I need to work harder. So I can get student A money. And I'm just so now you're going to get a better product. Like a brand logo on them of who they sign with and who they support. This little patch somewhere. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can do that. That might be against uniform regs. Might be, God. but I'd be interested. I don't know. Someday we might be moving that way because the NBA already did it. And we thought it was going to be a big deal, but it was just, it is what it is. I, we ignore man. most of it. Carry on. I laugh, at, you off. I, I laugh at the ones that got wish on it. <laughs> <laughs> they wish they were on a better team. <laughs> so, with now you're giving the three stars and the four stars incentive to try to get better and compete with the five stars because we already know the five stars are going to get recruited period the three stars will get recruited once the all the four stars are gone now the little twos and ones they gotta hope to walk on somewhere but now that two stars looking like well shit, i know i'm almost as good as him if i work on this I can be better than him and I can get his deal. So now every year, in, instead of being here and doing this and this, they're going to be here. They're going to do this and then they're going to do this. Hopefully. Better That's product on the process. field. Everybody wins. Yeah, it's, it's winning all around. It's it's like you pay your employees more. They, they will give you better work. You give people more time off. You give them better hours. You treat them like actual people and give them like mental health days. Suddenly, you're making insane profits because they're doing this in Iceland now. Four-day work weeks, they're increasing I, paid time off, but they're keeping the pay raise the same, if not just a little bit higher. The productivity in their companies has more than tripled. And more European nations why? are following that. Because the employees are enjoying where they work. It's already been proven that if you enjoy your job, your job, your uh, work output is going to be so much higher. And it's going to be better. Yeah. When you hate when you, got, when you when you hate going to work, your You're not gonna put out your, just, It's gonna be like, like all right, what what I gotta do today? Your attitude gonna be stank. People not gonna like working with you. But when you enjoy going to work, like me, I enjoy going to work. I go in, I smile, I make people laugh all day long. I do my job. I don't have no complaints. My other jobs I was at, you like, man, all right, what you need? Because I don't want to be there. Yeah, they treat you like a great human being. You do a great job. Crazy how that works. If they value you, you value them. Yep. Makes you want to do stuff on. And these NCAA athletes deserve that. And this will also impact the women's athletics because they don't have yeah. more outlets to shine after they finish college. Maybe now they can get more than a damn weight tree in their weight room. So That March Madness was <laughs> garbage.
<laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. No, you're not. You, All right. you always love triggering me. I'm going to name just a few athletes because we're already 47 minutes in. Would you like to start this one? Or you want me to just list off? All right. How about from back in the how day? about this? I will give you my – I'll just mention my top 10. And then we can discuss certain, any ones you want to. All right. Hit me. Okay. So I'm going to go 10 to 1. All right. All right. So we're going to go Oscar Robinson. Oh, he would have paid so much. Bill Walton. Oh, yeah. Bo Jackson. Bo made my list, too, because he was a three-sport athlete. He wasn't just one. Yes. Sport. He dominated on right. three. He had an over 400 the, batting average. Okay, we're going to talk homers. about this later. Let me get, stop it. I, do it so again. Excited. See, I, <laughs> All right. Now, this one is a more recent one, but a lot of people don't know. Monica Abbott, Tennessee softball player. She's up there. I, uh, and, of course, Reggie Bush. Give him his Heisman back. Stop it. All right. Number five, Cam Newton, of course. Number four is going to be a shock for you. Tyler Hansborough. He was the face of college basketball for a long time. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. Number three, Tim Tebow. He had to make the list somehow. Number two, Trevor Lawrence. And number one, all time, Dion. Because he was also a three-sport athlete. People forget he ran he track. Was. And played baseball. He did all that. No one forgot about baseball because he played for the Braves and the Falcons. So at the same time. So I mean. So that's my top ten. You want to throw out your names? Because I got a whole bunch of them. I definitely have to agree on Bo Jackson. He had over 400 batting average. He had 17 homers. And in the same year, he put up 1,800 rushing yards. And, and look at you. You touchdowns. go you talk about baseball first. <laughs> of course I do. Because Bo could have excelled at both. He's a Hall of Famer in college. Can you both. imagine? Can you imagine Bo knows in college? Can you imagine Bo that? Bo had a boatload of money. He yeah, would have Bo been knows. swimming in it. Like his. All right. <sighs> Who else you got? See, I can't. <laughs> um, I want to also go along with the college softball talk, Jenny Finch. Yeah, she was my she was in my honorable mentions. Because she's a college softball legend. She had a sixty win streak with Arizona. Sixty game win streak, zero losses. Finished with a hundred and nineteen and sixteen record as a school while she was there. She was a two time back to back player of the year and they finished no worse than second her entire time in college. And she if you say that to an average fan, they'd be like, Who the hell is this? She's probably one of the most dominant fast pitch players of all time. Period. Let me let me tell you why I put Monica on and left off Jenny, which was hard to do because they're both great athletes. Monica is the most successful pitcher in softball history of, of college softball history, history, four time All-American athlete. She ended her collegiate career with a hundred and twelve shutouts, an ERA. OK, I'm not even Brent. What's a what's a dominant ERA? Anything under three is good. Anything under sub two five is elite. Her career ERA was 0. .79. <laughs> now filthy. That's the, less than one run an outing, folks, on average so, through her entire career. Ever she holds multiple records. Her overall winning game and wins and losses: 189 wins, 34 losses. She has 2,400 strikeouts. 2,400 in softball. In four years. Bruh. 
Four years? Because like Major League Baseball players Come play on. like twenty years, and they hope to get three thousand strikeouts. Just so and most of her losses, college. and most of her losses came in the early part of her career because she became dominant. So that's why I put her on over Jenny. No slight to Jenny at all because I do have other females. It's just I have to take it to the fact that the NCAA wouldn't have pushed the females as hard as they would have the males. No, they wouldn't have. But at the same time, when the era we live now if we had that going on back then man there's a lot of women that would have paid a lot more and their whole lives would have changed for the better let me let me let me just throw out the names of the females that i had because i really want to talk about one skylar diggins mm-hmm. absolutely because she had to, she had the looks she beautiful beautiful woman oh my god candace parker would have been up there tamika's tamika catchings mm-hmm. and of course jenny but the one who I think, if if the lines were fair, if everything was fair across the board, Michelle Akers. She would have been up there, yeah. I don't yes, know how she yes, didn't get on my Yeah, list. soccer. I mean, just, you want to talk about a dominant career in one sport? Michelle probably was one of, if not the most dominant athlete of her sport, period. Because there's only one other woman that ever challenged her for that list, and I put that woman over her. But it was well, like her teammate. Her her teammate was Mia Hamm, and that's what I was better talking than, about. But she's better than Mia. But Mia, she's better than Mia. What she Mia just got more publicity because Michelle Mia did the, the game-winning goal, took off her shirt, and everyone sure. went nuts for whatever reason. But Michelle was better. I said it, and I'm going to stick by it. Michelle was let, better, just, but Mia would have made listen, so much money. Four-time All-American. Winner of the 1988 Herman Trophy. That's their husband, basically. Both the 88 and 1989 Central Florida Athlete of the Year. Leader scorer in UFC history. Participated in two Women World Cup games. Named FIFA Female Player of the Year. <laughs> and one of the only two women included on FIFA's list of 125 greatest living soccer players. She is elite of elite, folks. If like you haven't so, heard of her, do some research, please. Yeah. So I have her Mia was great, but because Mia, Mia is is more famous for what she did for the win. Michelle is more famous for what she did on the field. Yes, and that's why Mia would have made more money. Like you see these ridiculous contracts of Messi. Uh, Ronaldo, like Pele would have been paid buttloads Pele of money like, way yeah. back. Like, There's so many other elite level soccer players, and I apologize that my soccer level isn't as in-depth as it should be. Jeffrey, I know if you made it to this mark, sorry, but you know. Fuck soccer. Mia Hamm, four NCAA titles, four years. U.S. women's soccer, probably the most polarizing U.S. soccer player ever. Period. I don't care which genre you got. Right now, I think Alexis Morgan's probably the only one we have currently who can polarize like that, and that's because she's also, like, not taking away from Mia Hamm. Alexis is, like, next-level gorgeous. Like, you just look at her, and you're just like, I don't care what you do. You're just, you're stunning. And then you add that she's an amazing soccer player, athlete as well on top of that. But, yeah, hats off to her. She could make buttloads of money. Mm-hmm. And then I got women's gymnastics on there as well. Courtney yep. Cuppets, who went, who guess which school she was on uh, gymnastically? Georgia. Yep, Georgia Bulldogs. She was Don't, nicknamed hey, the Muhammad, Athl- Muhammad Ali of athletics. 
why are you questioning me? You should know I know certain things. Certain things. I already said <laughs> you see, I, nine you see how NCAA, I answered <laughs> She literally had nine NCAA championships in four years. Them gym dogs were serious, though. <laughs> they, they Now, Georgia, if we talking about Georgia winning titles, them gym dogs, they was holding us down because <laughs> of uh, uh, everything. All the other sports is garbage. Look, if anyone calls dogs. you the Muhammad Ali of anything, you're amazing. And she yeah. dominated the sport at the time when there's not a lot of as much uh, glitz and glamour of it that it is now. The only athlete from today who deserves even some sort of recognition along Cuffett's wavelength is Simone Biles. And she's yep. killing the sport with class, grace, and integrity. And she doesn't put up with any of the nonsense that people want to talk down on her saying that she's getting publicized because she's a black athlete. No, it's because she's a dominant freaking athlete. The best she, in the world at what she does, and she deserves she, every bit of recognition just, she gets. Y'all just mad she's busting y'all ass right now. That's all that is. She's busting everybody ass. She deserves all the accolades, all the recognition, all the money. I will not feel two kinds of ways about it. She is the best gymnast in the world today. Agreed. Just... It's also like how the uh, Williams sisters, the best female tennis sisters ever. Serena's ever. probably the GOAT of tennis, period. I'd say men's and women's. Serena is up there. Her legacy and what she's done for women's tennis will transcend the sport forever. You know, I'm going to research that, and I'm going to come back with an argument on why she's not. Just you would have to go with either Nadal or Federer to challenge. And they're both amazing athletes, but at the same time, Serena's longevity. There was never a rival for her. Federer and always see, had the doll. That's that's where I can that's where I can argue because she never had that one true rival. Because no one could stand up to her. It's a difference between but, having people who are great, but you just smash all the time but regularly. But we also gotta take into effect that athletes are getting bigger and stronger, right? Because they've seen what the Williams sisters are doing also. But I'm saying so, if you're saying sports in general, yes. I if agree. I honestly if I had to argue somebody against Serena, I would say Martina. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. See, see, she had, see, because she created the sport that Serena transcended, basically. And she had Chris Everett was her rival. It was always Martina, Chris, Chris, Martina, always. And nine times out of ten, Martina came out. See, now you got. We don't even know tennis now, but we still can talk about this. That's. So, like I'm saying, if we're if we're looking at just titles overall, then yes, Serena can't question that. But if you're looking about the dominance against better players, it might be Martina. It, it's a close one, and I I feel like the fans it's, would sound off in the comments if they made it at this point. Because think, of, no let's look at it like this: who who we who can we say? Not even saying Venus, because Venus could, you know, she beat her sister a couple of times. Then Serena is dominating Serena. after that. Who do we have that say that when Serena went into a match, you thought she could lose? Nobody. When Martina went into a match, you checked to see where Chris Everett was because you knew that Chris was going to give her a run. Martina had to have a game against Chris every single time. Every time. And then Steffi Graf came along at the end of her career. People forget that. Steffi wasn't no slouch. No, absolutely not. No Steffi ran the, Steffi, Steffi ran women's tennis for a while. Yeah. I put her as probably like a top five female tennis athlete ever. So, like I said, if we're going with just titles, then it's easily Serena. 
But if we're going about who you win against, it's it's like the argument today with who's the go to basketball, Jordan or LeBron. Take out the titles. Just take out the titles. Who had the better competition? Jordan. Jordan or LeBron. So while LeBron's athletes of today are significantly better what they were back then, the skill set that Jordan's era had with their athleticism on top of that is what pushed them over from being right. good to great. Because when you look at the league today, you look at the you you can search for certain teams. Okay, when do y'all play each other? When when do you play them? Back in Jordan, every game was like Oh, okay, Knicks playing Rockets. Oh, shit, that's going to be a good one. Wait, the 76ers playing the Bulls? Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, the Lakers and the Celtics? Yep, that's going to be a good one. And nobody was buddy-buddy back had, then. Everyone was yeah. trying to take your head off every single night. There was no, it, oh, it hey, wasn't no Instagram friends. buddies. We're going on a banana boat crew. We're nah, just it hanging was, out on our free time. No, nah, you want people, my team? People Screw forget. You. That's what it was. People Robin forget. hated Jordan forever until they played. He hated him. Shit, he hate, no, he hated him on the team, too. He Jordan did. had to keep him in line. But it was it was a, it was more physical back then, so of course, people's careers aren't going to last as long. The more physical the league is, that's why you see players now playing 18, 19 years. You weren't thinking about playing eighteen to twenty years in the nineties. You was like, I'm gonna get my seven years, eight years, try to get a title. Unfortunately, that's all you're saying, Jordan. And Jordan. So of course we we don't jump. This, so we might need to do a Serena. Versus, because there's no arguing that she's top. There's no you. you she's can one or two. That's it. There's nothing one, lower than that. I put it like this: one A, one B. She's one something. Yeah. You just it's so many variables that I put into how good you were. Titles do weigh into it, but it's like who did you play to get those titles? If you're coming up and you're the number one ranked woman in the world and you're constantly playing number five, but then you drop to the number 15 rank and then you get to the finals and it's number 12th rank. Okay. But if you're the number one rank and you got to run through five, four, and two constantly, that's, that's a little bit more weight. Even if you lose, you still lost to number two or you lost to number three. But then you came back the next the next tournament and you beat them. So we, we might need to, that might be something we need to talk about. I'm, I'm just going to put a little star there, Serena versus, and yeah. then um, I don't think it's, there's too much more to really address with today's show. I feel like college athletes, we both 1000% agree. It's about damn time. Everyone's yeah. going to benefit. There was zero drawbacks to this other than the players having more power than the NCAA and the NCAA is petty enough not to want that. And they're petty in the wrong way. They're not petty in the fun way. They're petty in just being a jerk way just because they want to throw their weight around. Most corrupt institution in sports. Run by the mob, yeah. bitches. Yeah. But anyway, with that being said, thanks for stopping by. Be sure to check out the Facebook page. Be sure to check out anchor.fm slash Geeks for the audio-only version of the podcast. Check out Gag Sports Network on Facebook. Be sure to like the page. Run your camera over the QR codes to check out everything that we have going on. And for today's show, I've been Brett and Tony. I believe there's something you would like to say. Thank you for listening to Grown Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown Geeks.